As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. There he is, at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. The orange take care of business as they should. In a 95-66 win over Oakland, and Syracuse improves to 5-4 and four on the season. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback live in the Spotify Green Room app and, well, the Spotify Live app and on YouTube Live. Also, Syracuse will host Georgetown this Saturday at 1 p.m. on ABC. We'll let you know what we think about that. Took a little poll. I'm going to let this thing linger for a little bit. I only was able to put it out for about an hour and a half. We'll talk about that in um, due time. Also, if you would, please, if you listen in, if you have an iPhone, and I don't care if you listen in the spot on the Spotify app. A lot of people like the Spotify app. Or if you listen in iTunes. But if you have an iPhone and you could leave a uh, review for us, we would really appreciate it. Trying to break, trying to break triple digits here for crying out loud. Didn't think it was going to be this hard, but apparently it is. Also, Rhyme Time left a glowing review for us, which is much appreciated. And um, be like Rhyme Time. Say something nice. Give us five stars. And we'll love you for it. Plain and simple. Also, download the Spotify Live. What is the app? Spotify Live app. Yes, download that thing from your iOS or Android stores. Get it on your phone, okay? Sign up. All it takes is a username, email address, and a password. Go there, do that. Follow us at Cuse Militia. Sign up for notifications when we go live. And you could join some of the zany hijinks that go on inside the Spotify green room. And it is fun. It's a good way for you if you would like to get on the show. And it's a good way to chat. People ask questions there or give their fan feedback there and uh, all those all those fun things. So, all right, Joe, shall we jump right in and listen to what Coach has to say after the game? Shall we? I think we shall. Okay, here we go. Uh, end of the first half, we started moving the ball better, uh, got it inside, made some plays. Um, you know, they don't shoot the ball well from the perimeter and – you know, it's just hard for them to score. But uh, we started out taking the shots they wanted us to take. I thought Bull did a great job of getting the ball to people, facilitating, and then he rebounded too. Uh, you know, he, he got more rebounds in the first half than our other two forwards have gotten the last two games. So, you know, we have to rebound better at that position. And... Uh, you know, there's no other, nothing else really to say about it. We have to do that. But uh, we, we started moving the ball better first part of the second half, good movement. Um, so, you know, it was good, good experience. We had a lot of tough games. That's a good one. Questions? It's good. We got Malik into the game. We got some guys into play that haven't played. Malik's a good, solid player. He just, you know, he's... He's really good around the basket at that four position. We need somebody that does that, but we need somebody that facilitates two. And that's Bowl does that better right now. But he's a physical player. He's going to be a really good player. But in certain situations, 
Um, you know, Bowl is a better player for us. In other situations, Malik might be a better player for us, and we'll just have to see as the season plays out. And it's not unusual for freshmen. I think Judah's shooting 15%. I think Justin and Chris are shooting about 25% for the three. I think Benny's shooting 25% for the three. And traditionally, freshmen do start slow. Uh, not unusual. Buddy shot 17% the first 10 games his freshman year. Demetrius Nichols shot 17% for the year as a freshman. Um, so we got to just be patient with them. Keep getting them good shots. They're getting Chris is getting great looks. He is a really good shooter. He's just he's not making them like we know he can. And uh, that sometimes takes a while for freshmen. Maybe it takes a long. I don't know. I'll be happy when he starts to make them, but right now he's not making them. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't have to make threes to win. I mean, it help, it's helpful, but it's not something you have to do. Coach, how do you think uh, Benny handled being a little bit more of a focal point of the offense in the second half? You know, he's trying to figure out what to do and – I'd like to see that happen. Stepping aside from tonight's game and, and looking at Saturday, how special is it going to be to honor Pearl? And, and yeah, I mean Pearl's a great player. One of the he's the most exciting player I've ever seen. It's a, it's great to be able to do that, to have his family here. Uh, you know, Georgetown is a tremendously talented team. They just lost some games that they were well ahead of and could have won easily. Uh, a really good, solid, big team. Uh, be a really tough game, and we just have to get ready for it. You know, we we're trying to get better. We're not anywhere near there yet. We're quite a long ways away, in my opinion, but we're trying to get better. That's what we'll try to do. We'll see you Saturday. All right, Joe, start from the beginning as always. Obviously, a slow start as we expected, and that is one of those things that's baked in for me, and I wasn't really worried about it at all. Uh, once they got going, dude, uh, Coach says, you know, they finally get in a rhythm towards the end of the first half. Dude, they went on an 18-0 run. They just demolished that team at the end of that half, and that was pretty much all they wrote. Uh, ended up 10 of the 11 scholarship players getting on the scoreboard, and, um, you know, I mean, to say that they got it going, <laughs> they, I mean, they were just on fire. It was, I hate to say this as a Syracuse fan, because it was Oakland, but it became quite boring watching them just destroy this team, dismantle this team. And you look at, now look, we, I understand, so normally I would get on here, and I, and I did, there is some truth to this, to say, well, it's Oakland. Right, okay, totally get it. But you you did have, you did see what some of these guys could do without these veteran guys on the floor, and the way they were passing them, they were playing very unselfish ball when they didn't have to. When you know Gerard's not on the floor and Jesse's not on the floor, there was two passes under the hoop at one point. That ended up, I can't remember who ended up taking, but it was Benny and Bell, and was it John Bolb down there or something? I can't remember. But anyway, there was very unselfish play yeah. when they had, their, when they had uh, time to shine. And that's exactly what the type of stuff I was looking for and the type of thing I could take out of this game. Like, I, I didn't expect this game to be close. I uh, expected them to start slow, but I expected them to be demolished. But... They dismantled this team without this without the regular starters on the floor. It didn't matter. Yeah, so. I mean, it got to a point, and this is what we wanted, though, right? And, and that's what's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that as a Syracuse fan because everyone at the end of close games, oh, it's cardiac cue. So but then, you know, you, you win a game by almost 30. And like you said, I mean, even Heather yesterday was like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> and it was like 10 minutes to go in the second half. Yeah, right? I was, was like, like, holy cow, run, run the I clock like, well, or gotta something. I got to watch it, you know? I yeah. Gotta, and so, I mean, I wanted to see what the other guys could do. And that's that's what we talked about, um, you know, previously in the in the last podcast was, you know, essentially, hopefully having a chance to have a big enough lead to, you know, have these guys come in and show what they can do. Uh, because some of these guys have left the door open 
for other guys to come and take playing time. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I think a couple guys actually did. So I, I feel like, and let's get into that. So you got John Bowles been stepping up the past couple of games. Let's start with an, an easy one. And I don't know how much time he's going to strip from anybody, but you look at his rebound, and he had six rebounds. Do you have six? Yep. Okay. And okay, so coach says he had more rebounds in the first half than the other two forwards had in the last two games. It's not totally true, but I'll tell you, they had eight total between the two of them in the last two games. And John Bull had six this game for the whole game. That speaks volumes. Couple that with his um, eight, eight and eight minutes, too, guys. <laughs> Couple that six rebounds with three assists in 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 a deuce on the scoreboard, okay? A steal in in a steal, correct? In eight minutes, eight minutes, okay? He's not even playing twenty five percent of the game, and uh, that's a guy we can talk about. Joe's guy, you know, Malik. Now, we've played a lot of tough games. Haven't gotten to see some of these other players get in there. Coach mentioned uh, we we talked about it going coming into this game, getting Malik on the floor and getting him some minutes. Solid, obviously a solid talent, and just needs some some time to grow. Uh, right now, I think Bull is is shining off the bench, but he's not a freshman. We got a lot of freshmen, and um, you know you've got Bull as a facilitator, which is huge. He's a very unselfish player. Um, but what what can you say for Malik coming off the bench? And what did what did he have? Twelve in sixteen minutes. He had um, seven rebounds. I mean, dude, an assist. Tied, tied with Jesse. Yeah, I mean, he and he got twelve, shooting six out of seven. Um, and I think that he missed and got his own rebound and put it back. So um, he's all around the rim. You saw that he was he was playing tough. And and again, I mean, those guys were still playing all their starters all the way through. So um, even though those guys had more minutes, you know, these guys coming off the bench in the second half, they were still playing against you know first team guys and stuff. Uh, I mean, the one guy yeah, there had were. 29. Townsend had 29 for them, you know, so he was going hard the whole game. He played um, 39 out of the 40 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Malik Brown, I think he came in and Jim Beheim, he, he said in his press conference that Malik Brown had been playing good in practice and they wanted to get him in there and they got him in there. And, I mean, when you look at his box score put up to, you know, Chris Bells and, I mean, hell, even Benny Williams. Uh, I mean, Benny Williams getting 10 more minutes than him. He looks like you know he's that he sh- that he belongs, and you know it's it's going to be a situation where I think that after this game, I think you're going to see a little bit of a different type of rotation against Georgetown, and possibly moving forward. But I, mean, I, I there see, was a there was a couple combinations I enjoyed watching out there. Well, that was the thing too that they had a bunch of different new rotations, and different yeah. people, right? Yeah, some of them looked good, and some, some of, the of time, them looked really good. And when you are unselfish and you pass the ball and you move the ball the way they were doing, now obviously it's way easier to move a ball against an Oakland than it is a UNC, a NC State, a Carolina. Okay, but um, with that said, you can see it, and as long as I'm see- just show me something, you know, if 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 you're showing me something, then. And I can see, I can take something out of it and the silver lining and get my plane in Oakland and just destroying them. Um, like you said, you know, it just, you see a Malik Brown and these other rotations that are, you know, we called Jim Beheim the chemist. We, we started calling him the chemist a few years back when he, this is what he used to be able to do a little bit more frequent when the, when the non-conference schedule wasn't like as brutal as it's been the past couple of years. And we just haven't yep. seen much of it. You got to wait, you know, you got to wait till the, you know, eighth game of the season for, uh, and, you know, to come out and, and play around with some stuff with Oakland. I mean, you know, so, you know, yeah, I mean, our ninth game, I'm sorry, ninth game of the season. Right in, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we really had a gimme. <laughs> not since game, not since the game before Colgate. So, yeah, Lehigh. Um, right. So, you know, it's just one of those things where they have to learn how to do this. And that's, uh, you know, they talked about doing it in practice um, and, and as far as passing the ball and getting more high efficient shots. You know, when they look at, you know, they went eight to 20 from the three point line. Forty percent. Joe that's was about, about four for seven. Yeah. I mean, so that's about is bad as you want to see it right yeah, I mean, it's yeah anything worse than that and you start thinking you know you're taking some bad too many bad threes so um 
three of seven from the line, not great, 42%. But the field goals, when you look at it, um, take away the three-pointers, they shot 52 two-pointers, and they made 42. So um, that's really, really encouraging moving forward. Um, obviously, we're going to need to deal with rebounding and defense and all that kind of stuff. But to make 42 out of 52 two-point shots um, against anybody is really, really good. And that's where they're going to need to score because we're not going to be a three-point scoring team. That's, so, the, that's, the next, that's the next point. Brilliant. So coach says, you know, we don't need the three-pointers. The teams, this, this is important for these players to learn that they are, this is not Buddy and Joe out there and Cole Swider. Okay, from last year, and Jimmy. shooting and Jimmy from shooting from behind the arc. It's not that team, and you know, as far as the freshmen goes, they got a lot of time. But they, well, they don't have much time to learn it. But they they are you know the freshmen are new. We'll see how it progresses. But you know, Bell is developing as a shooter. I feel like he what what did he do? What did he do? Okay, so uh, one seven. for four though. One for four. Okay. And coach sees a lot in him. He didn't really. He didn't really he come down on anyone. Three, he he missed wide. He missed two in a row, back to back. Yeah, you can't ask for being more open. Yes, exactly. So you know, you got you got Justin Taylor. Okay, Justin Taylor. Uh, he played a lot. Didn't score a lot. He was one for two from three. But on the year, he's eight for twenty. Justin Taylor shooting forty percent from behind the arc for the year. So when you talk about players from behind the arc there's 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 going to be i think justin taylor develops into that uh, joe gerard we know is hot and cold um when he's not hitting he's got to change his game up but like you said this this is one down low it's with it's with jesse and when jesse's getting covered then you've got look i mean benny has a decent jump shot uh, judah mintz has a great jump shot. as long as it's inside the three-point line yeah, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah. yeah, he's got they They're both both of mid-range them. Jump shots mid-range jump shots is is Judah's game. I feel like uh, that could be Benny's game. That could be you know Chris Bell's brought in to be a shooter. I get it, but right now I think he's yeah, struggling awesome a little dunk. bit. What's that? He had an awesome dunk though. He did. Oh yes, the poster dunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. No, Got to mention that. It, yeah. It was no. It was excellent. The Jesse had a slam down too for his final points of the game. Uh, the alley oop from Gerard, huh? Yeah. Right. He had a bunch. Yeah, yeah. he I did. Mean, but that's where it's got to come from. That's, that's I think yes. What it, that's what I think has been missing because it looks like in the beginning of the season that they like have been playing offense like they were last year, like getting getting guys open for open three point shots. It's not last the, year we had yeah. last year we had four guys that could spread the floor and do that. It's not the same thing. Like what you saw yesterday, albeit Oakland, you got to be able to practice that and do, and actually do well against, you know, lesser opponents. You know, you, you see it first against lesser opponents, so you know that it works, gains the confidence, but that's how they got to play. They got to move the ball around. When you look at their stats, I mean, rebounding is all over the place, but Benny Williams, six assists. Judah Mintz, five assists. Joe Girard, six assists. And then Samir Torrance, five assists. Now, I think and this just further emboldens the fact that, you know, we might have to go three deep or change into some wacky, you know, rotations because Samir, I mean, from what I saw last night, to me, like Samir and Malik Brown should have some type of part in this rotation. And recently they haven't gotten a lot of minutes at all. And he's given Justin Taylor and especially – Benny Williams and Chris Bell enough time and enough opportunity. He's given Benny and Chris all of the leash in the world. To, yeah. and to, at the end of the day, something. look who's and look who's stepping up at the end of the day. I mean, Samir Torrance comes in and I know he's had a bad game here or there. Sometimes he comes in, it doesn't put up. He just much, hasn't put up a ton of. He hasn't had a ton of minutes though. But yeah. I mean, twelve points. I think that might be his career high. I mean, I don't even know if he's ever had five assists, and he only played 12 minutes. He, you know, he shot two or three from the three, five or six from from overall, and only 12 minutes. And, you know, two rebounds, five assists, one steal. I mean, that, you know, the amount of stats that Malik Brown and Torrance put up, to me, when you look at some of these other guys. And Ajak, too. I mean, Ajak's shown in the last couple of games. He didn't have to I'm, play I'm yesterday. A, I'm a big fan of John He didn't have to Brown. play yesterday, but at the end of the day, if these guys aren't – I mean, Ajak brings to me more than just experience because you see how he plays, right? And I think the rebounding and all that kind of stuff with the confidence, it's going to go up. But also, I mean, the, the one f- thing, too, is is the fact that he's almost like he's like a leader on the team. Yeah. He's the guy 
on the floor or on the bench who's cheering everyone on, keeping them in a, in a mood, right? He's the one that's on. He's also gritty on the floor, dude. And he's also gritty on the floor, and he's playing for his guys, and he's keeping yeah. them going. And he's, I mean, and if you just happen to be smacked across the face, he's, he's going to go. The person, yeah, he's right? got your so, back. I yes. mean, at the end of the day, he, if anybody, I mean, I saw some, some good things. You know, I, I try to watch things coming out of timeouts and how players react. And I saw the Joe, Joe Girard leading and, and giving some, you know, tips on the floor and trying to help his guys out. So it looks like his leadership's building a little bit more. And we talked about how he was starting point guard and starting quarterback in high school for like three or four years straight. So, I mean, the guy's got to have leadership quality. I mean, we've just talked about him and his confidence and staying out of his head. But I think, you know, when you look at another leader, I mean, Ajak, to me, is the next guy on the list as a leader. I think everyone respects him. Um, and I think I've, I've heard for years that he's super easy to get along with, a great guy. And um, maybe that's the type of guy you need to go out there and, and, and give minutes until these other guys can figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's an easy piece to plug in. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I just think that for me, and it starts with his grittiness, and you, everybody knows how much I love that stuff. And I love that type of just gritty, grinded out kind of guy, nasty guy almost, like fringy kind of nasty guy. Like, you have to have one. You have to. That's why I love mm-hmm. Devendorf so much. But, um, you know, he's he plays a huge part, I think, eventually. But we'll see what happens with, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities here that we see some some things get reduced. But I, minutes as far as Bell and Benny go. But... Um, and it's not about who starts. We've talked about this in years past. It's not about who starts. Mm-hmm. A lot of it just comes from um, the combinations you put on the floor to what you're trying to adjust to or what you're playing against, right? So, yeah. um, and that's you, that's also another positive, right? Like, yeah, you have, you have a ton of options. That's a ton that, of different yes. options that are, you know, okay. Well, this guy can't do this, but he can do this, and right. And that's so, what yeah. he was talking about with John Bull, and he was saying um, between John Bull and even uh, Malik Brown, how. You know, they're both going to be better at certain things. And depending on what situation we're in, you know, one of those guys is going to, you know, rise to the top. They're going to get more playing time and things like that. But, you know, I would say Benny and and Chris, you know, they've got a they got a a little bit to figure it out. But uh, Georgetown is going to be tough. We're going to be honoring Pearl at Georgetown. Uh, this weekend in the dome, uh, obviously most of most of Pearl's highlights, you know, you see the 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 him and Patrick Ewan swinging at one another back in the day, and uh, I mean he hated Georgetown like just like we did back in the day, and and um, it's a perfect time to to honor Pearl at this game, and I think it puts for me it's like, gosh, I just hope they win that game. My gosh, I hope they win that game because. Um, Honor and Pearl playing Georgetown. I just want to see him get spanked. So uh, we always have a, a brief discussion on the 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 state of the rivalry between Syracuse and Georgetown. And before we get into the preview for Georgetown, I did put up a poll. I only put it up for an hour and a half. Um, out of 104 votes, uh, is Georgetown still a rivalry? 51% said yes. 49% said no. So... Uh, look, I don't mind playing this game every year. I still think it's fun. It's nostalgic. Uh, I just don't. Look, if you play him every year, it could still it could become a rivalry. Okay, because you could argue, well, Colgate's turning into quite the rivalry, or could be right. And we played him what like five thousand times, right? So, um, <laughs> so you know. Yeah. But for me, Georgetown's the the rivalry in it has fizzled. I just feel like it was just, it was, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be rekindled and bringing these games in year after year, I thought would do it, but it's different, man. It's just different to me. It's just not the same. And it, it has a lot to do with the, with the veracity on the court, right? So, you know, it just is different. Okay. It's not what it used to be. And I respect everybody who said that, yes, Georgetown is still a rivalry. And, and I like that. I'm glad that fans still think that way. I hope everybody shows up. I hope that we get a big, nice-sized crowd in this game. It's going to be a 1 o'clock game on a Saturday. Um, I hope they, they, they fill this thing up to be nice and loud for 
for this Syracuse Orange basketball team. But I don't know. For me, Joe, uh, a little a little lacking for me, and I can't quite put my finger on it completely, but I don't know. What about you? Uh, I mean, it's been a little lacking, I think, because it's – I mean, they always make a big deal about it, right? And they make the a big deal about there. it. And, we end yeah. up being – you know, The games have been – right? The games have been kind of close. They well, but they've, they've been beating us, though, too, right? Well – teams that really aren't that great and – well, that's the, that's the thing. I think it's a little bit that's of it thing. is because, obviously, you know, we're detached from the Big East. But then, obviously, I think that we've had some down years. And Georgetown's been worse than us in our down years, and yet they still somehow beat us in that, you know, non-conference game. So I think that's really where the frustration comes in more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, look, if, they, if, they, if Syracuse beats Georgetown, I'm thinking about a power hour just to celebrate. And uh, that would be on Sunday. And if Joe's down, I'm down. So a power hour for a win, Joe. What do you think? You look a little nervous. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. A power hour. <laughs> As he reaches for his beer. Uh, so, anyways, that's something I would like to do. We'll we'll see. So, look, here's I basically do it while we're almost, almost. Yeah, no, I mean it's really. close. I'm it's sure. No. no, it's not. No, sure. it, trust me. I, I'm worried about getting the hiccups. That's my fear. There's only 12 shots in a beer, so that's 12 minutes. So. Yeah, that's it's quite a bit in, in in twelve minutes. I mean, if you think about it. No, when you, when you keep it's it not just the one, beers, right? It's, it's five. Much like you know, it's four or five beers. Yeah, it's five beers. Okay, so in an hour. Thank so, you for it. Well, I mean, do the math. Uh, we already went over this. Uh, I won't. So what? Huh? Huh? Why are you being Why are you being a sourpuss? Uh, the the six game home stretch for Syracuse continues with Georgetown. Uh, the all time series between the two teams sits at fifty two and forty five in favor of the Orange. The Syracuse Orangemen and the Georgetown Hoyas first met in nineteen thirty with the Syracuse winning that game forty to eighteen. Syracuse and Georgetown both joined the Big East in its inaugural season in nineteen seventy nine nineteen eighty season. Uh, I was two. And the series became the biggest rivalry from the start when Georgetown up Syracuse in the Manly Fieldhouse. Everybody remembers. And this ended the 52-game losing streak at home. And John, John Thompson's famous quote from that post-game press conference was, Manly Fieldhouse is officially closed. And that's what made us hate Georgetown even more. And every time I see that clip, I still do hate Georgetown. Uh, but, you know, it is that's the other thing, is that... Uh, John Thompson is no longer coaching that team. It changed things even when his son took over for me, which has a little bit to do with that thing not being as as exciting as it used to be. So since joining the ACC, the Orange and the Hoyas have played six times in this renewed rivalry series, and they both sit at 3-3, three and three, Joe. Now, you mentioned that, yes, the teams that we lost against, not great teams. Uh, the team we lost against last year in the 79-75 to 75 loss for Syracuse was at Georgetown. Gerard, Buddy, uh, Edwards, Swider, and Jimmy on the court to start the game. Buddy with 17 points. And that team, I don't think, won another game until Christmas. I have, it, was, it was actually past Christmas. <laughs> it was forever. Uh, after they beat us for them to win a game last year. So they currently sit 4-5. and five. They're led by sophomore guard Primo Spears, who averaged 17 points a game. Um, he leads his team in assists with five and also with, in steals with two. Spears, he's in his first year with the Hoyas. He transferred from Duquesne. This is, um, this is his, he's a sophomore. Uh, and the fight on the board starts with Okoka Cook, right? So this former Syracuse recruit, I believe that's how you say it, uh, he's listed at 6'10", 205. Juxtapose that with Jesse at 6'11", 230. So this is where the matchup is going to be for me, Joe. Um, Jesse with a little bit of little bit of size advantage, and this is what they're listed at, and I don't really know, but um, a situation here where Jesse's going to have to show up. He's going to have to use the, the little bit of size and the little bit of weight to get this thing done without fouling, Joe. Yeah, and if he no, doesn't, it's, it's more be, than that. <laughs> okay, it's keep going. It's worse than that. We got some yeah, forwards. So, so this is the deal, right? Well, the thing is, is the cook is the forward, right? Yeah, Wahab. Guadis Wahab is the center, who's six eleven, two forty five. Um, and so the makeup of this whole team, as I've been going through and looking at it, um, you know, this team is four and five. When you look at their schedule, you know, Guadis Wahab also State, a Syracuse recruit. 
Yes, so that's why you've probably heard those names. Uh, those were the first two that jumped off the page when I looked at the box scores. And, um, you know, Georgetown's 4-5 and five, uh, law beat Coppin State by 10 in overtime, beat Wisconsin-Green Bay. They lose by 12 to Northwestern, lose by 18 to Loyola Marymount, beat LaSalle by 7, lose to American University, beat UMBC by 9, lose at Texas Tech, and lose against South Carolina in overtime. Um, and currently, they are actually playing uh, on FS2. They're playing against Siena. And what is that game right now? You're telling the story, I was, bro. I think it's 36-37 at halftime, something like that. Georgetown's leading 37-36 at halftime against Siena. Um, so when you look at them, they look like a team that's got talent. But again, the makeup of this team is super. It's just all it's all transfers and new people. Um, realistically, there's not really, I mean, Quadis Wahab, I think is the only like Georgetown guy, the, the only veteran time. guy from last year. Right. So, and the weirdest thing about him though, is that he played at Georgetown for like two or three years, transferred to Maryland and then transferred back to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So he played in Maryland for one year. So when you look at Primo Spears, you, you mentioned him sophomore, uh, that transferred his first year transferred from Duquesne, Brandon Murray, sophomore first year transferred from LSU. And these are just the, the starters, right? And then you have a cook, cook who transferred from UConn. He's a, he went to UConn for three years and then transferred to Georgetown. Um, and then Quadis Wahab is what we talked about. And then Jay Heath, if uh, you don't remember that name, he's a guard, um, 6'3 guard that's been in for five years or four years. And he played two years at Boston College, transferred to Arizona State, and then transferred to Georgetown. So when you look at their whole starting lineup, wasn't at Georgetown last year. Um, and then when you go to the bench, you can look at, um, you know, uh, senior Bryson Mazzone, who he's, it's his fifth year, and he transferred from USC Upstate. Uh, another guy that plays a little bit is sophomore transfer, Bradley Eziwiro, and he transferred from LSU with Brandon Murray. Um, and then just to top it off, uh, a junior who transferred from Howard in his first year there too. So when you look at their team, they're full of, of transfers. And How ridiculous is that? Uh, <laughs> that's the world that we live in right now. Um, How long do we have to live in this I, world? I don't know, but I looked at the box score, and unless you take away uh, Denver Anglin, who's a true freshman um, guy, then a majority of the box scores and the people that are putting up legitimate points or legitimate minutes are they weren't on the team last year. So not to say that they don't have talent, but they got to put it all together more than most teams because most, I mean, we, we had six freshmen and a transfer come in and we still had guys come back that, you know, we still had what, four guys, five guys here. Um, this is, this is a complete rehaul. So to me personally, I think that, you know, we should be a little bit farther along than them. But then when you look at the size and everything, you know, a cook or cook is a six ten forward plus Quadis Wahab is six eleven. Those guys are going to be out there and they're going to be out 245. there. 245. Yeah. 6, 11, 245. So they're going to be out there for as long as their fouls allow them. So How many DQs you know, do these guys have? Does it show that? I don't see that. I'm looking because I don't know if it's something you can see. No, I don't see it. I mean, it would have to be a situation where, um, I mean, I'd probably have to go into every damn box score. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, no, 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 I'm right. not doing all that stuff. No. So. Um, okay, but, well, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's bothersome. Right. Yeah, because how do you score? So what what are they? Is the game plan going to be to um, you know rely on the three? Start with going inside, not having success, and and then maybe falling behind, and then now you're forced to throw up threes. I mean, so it's a it's a it's dicey. It's uh, it's a dicey it situation, is, but it is. But you know, going off of what we talked about in the way that the last two games have went and what we've seen in wins. Um, I think that Joe needs to continue to try to score outside of the three point line as far as not shooting threes. You know, I'm sorry, inside the inside, three point right. lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, he he like needs to, Joe needs to turn threes, but. turn defense into offense. That's where Joe's going to be super effective in, in a game like this. Yep. And it's, Jesse, we just have to keep feeding him. It doesn't really matter. I mean, in my opinion, get him in foul they trouble. Got big, they got big guys. You got to go at them. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Jesse's got to have some. He's got to have superior hands too, though. He uh, 
He lost a couple yesterday in his, yeah. in his, in his, you know, how many minutes did he end up with? 23, I think. So, you know. But this isn't going to be a game where you see a three-yard lineup. This isn't going to be, I mean, this might be a game where you see Jesse with. Malik. Bol, with Boljak or Malik or yeah. Benny or two out of the three in there next to him so that we can rebound and get there. Because realistically, that's what it is. is we got to play a clean game. We got to rebound. Jesse's um, got to stay out of foul trouble. We got to get them in foul trouble. I mean, that's I mean that's a definite. Yeah, that's that's objective number mission number one. Yeah, um, and I worry about Jesse. Obviously, not ideal. You know, and is he, does Hema come in and and have to try to fill some kind of role for Jesse? Which honestly, you know. What's he, 6'11", 230? I mean, that's almost exactly what Jesse is. So, uh, you know. That's fine. It, it is. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's a better situation than we were in last year. That's for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, he, he played last game. He came in for eight minutes, had three fouls. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the extra five. It's an extra five. As long as he gets Jesse through to the 40 minutes without fouling out. Right. All right. Well. That's that. I mean, we're just gonna have to see. I, I, you know, I'm very interested and in to. I'm excited about this game. I feel like it's gonna be a a good game. That the last few games, if I'm not mistaken, have been pretty damn close. And let me just check. So dating back to 2015, John Thompson the third for 2015-16, 79. 72 loss for Syracuse, 78 71 loss for Syracuse. Ewing comes in. We beat Ewing two times in a row, 86 to 79, and then 72 to 71. And then in 2019, at Georgetown, we lose 79 to 89 to 79. Then we win at home 74 to 69. And then we lost at Georgetown, like I mentioned last year, 75, 79 to 75. So they've been close games. They have been. So and looking at looking at Ken Palm, they have they have us at seventy eighth, and currently our adjusted offense is seventy eighth, and our adjusted defense is eighty fifth. So we're still on the right side of a hundred when it comes to that. Um, and they have Georgetown as they were low um, last time I checked, but one one fifty four with an adjusted offense of one eighteen and an adjusted defense of two oh three. So if we. I mean, if we can stifle their, I mean, they got a bunch of new guys that are still trying to gel together, and they're going to run into our zone. They're, that they're, could be that could be difficult. I mean, I mean yeah. you got to stop them from getting offensive rebounds and second chance points. But uh, you know, you you couple that with the fact that if we can move the ball, you know, not exactly. I mean, I, I understand we're not going to be able to move it exactly like we did last game because obviously better competition. Um, but if we can move the ball like that against that defense, and it seems like we might be able to to score some points. So. I mean, to me, it's going to come down to, you know, the whole foul and rebounding thing. I, um, yes, I would agree. Um, now, now Oakland came into the game last night averaging 33% from behind the arc. They ended up shooting 20. Georgetown's going to come into this game, minus the game that they're playing tonight, at 34% from three-point range. So... You know, I mean, I don't know. That's a bright spot for for look. Thirty three is not good. Thirty four is not good. Those mm. per, those percentages are not good. So you would hope that that's not their game. But then again, you know that's everybody's game when they come in, especially at home playing Syracuse with their zone. They shot Oakland shot five for twenty five. Twenty five is a lot, dude. That's hooking them up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You missed twenty three point shots. That's a ton to miss. Right. So, well, yeah, if you can force team... them into that, but see, it's not going to be as easy to force Georgetown into something like that. But if they can, if they can manage to try to force them into something like that, I mean, you know, that's Plan B, I guess. I don't, you know, that's tough. I mean, if I was Georgetown, I'd be trying to get it down low. Oh hell yes, and, yes, absolutely. So, I think there's going to be some penetration and some drop offs and trying to. You know, get something in that back line, you know, the baseline where, you know, we can sneak and they can do the, the alley-oops over Jesse. Yeah, well, I'm worried about up. Jesse getting in bad 
situations and just getting in foul trouble. That's my yeah, biggest fear. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the, obviously that's going to be, we could talk about that every game, but that's going to be, but especially uh, for a game every, like this. Well, especially, yeah, but either way, it doesn't, to me, I mean, when you have a guy where that's where you're going to start your offense, that's where you want to feed him. I mean, he didn't miss a shot last game. I mean, his field goal percentage is ridiculous. And now he's on a tear with scoring and that's where we're starting. Sixty-six percent for the year. If he just gets two fouls, he's getting pulled. Boom, boom. Then, then you literally now you don't have your starting point of your offense, and now you got to figure something else out. So, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing we need to get better. We need to get better at attacking the rim, going to the free throw line, and and doing things like that when Jesse Edwards isn't you know available and 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 not getting doubled. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, we got to evolve, but the last game was a good start. And Georgetown, I mean, they got talent, they got size, but they're not world beaters. I mean, just no. judge by judge by the games they've lost, they're still trying to figure out how to play together. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yep. All right, it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The Loud Mouths from the Loud House. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. You go there, you leave them. We talk about them here. not going to lie, I was a little worried about yesterday's game, the lack, lack of excitement and it being Oakland. But you guys came through. Definitely did. I remember the days where we started first started this thing and we used to have to get our fan feedback from... The like Syracuse men's basketball official page or the Syracuse <laughs> o- football official page, and now we got so many I can't even get them to them, get to them all, which is is a it's a problem. It's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. All right, let's start with Robert. We're going to start with Facebook this time because we've been a little a little biased towards Twitter lately, uh, Robert. I feel like they need that explosion for their own confidence. Yeah, I mean, Coach kind of kind of alluded to it in so many words. You know, the fact that we've had a lot of tough games recently, and this is a good one to get under your belt, to get these other guys out there, to kind of get them settled in. You're at home, and to just get get the get the minutes on the floor, and and to be able to put one away and put one away quite easily is you know. You need those games. And we haven't really had them. I mean, we had Lehigh, I guess. But even Lehigh wasn't in Oakland. You know, every every team, no. blue chip or not, get, or, or blue bloods or not, get these, get these games. And it's good to have them. Right? Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, that, they, they were over 300. I mean, when you're in the... They were 306, right? 307? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's bad. Got to do that to those teams. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, you know, I think it was like 26-25 at one point. And I'm just like, I wasn't worried about it, but I'm just like, yeah, come on, start blowing this thing out. And then when they started blowing it out, I'm like, come on, this do is, something. This is, like come on, with, the stick. with the stick, yeah, yeah, yeah. do something. Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, that's typical Syracuse stuff, man. If it's if you don't realize that, how it, that stuff goes now, then you haven't been watching long enough. Um, all right. Top fan, John. Yeah, wrong, wrong one. There we go. There's the chair. Uh, top fan, John says, nice ball movement and confidence builder. But my question is, was what was the actual attendance, not paid attendance? You know, I don't even think it matters. Games like this, for me personally, I, I don't care. I don't expect a big crowd there. Was it six o'clock on a Tuesday night? Um, I don't know. I guess I just don't expect much, so I don't think about it. Is this like the is this the time where the students are still out? No, they should be back by now. But aren't they off? Is winter winter break doesn't start already? These guys might know. Matt, Tony, in the green room. I'm not sure. I thought they. Came. I just know that that's always a time during. I felt like there's always a time during non-conference when kids were away for a long time, like in between semesters or something like that, where. Yeah, kids are still there. Yeah, still there. But yeah, yeah. but that I mean that's that's upcoming or or it happened before it's Thanksgiving. It's got to be upcoming because I think it's in between the semester. They leave in a week or so. Yeah, because that's why we didn't want to do the Fenway Bowl, right? 
because football players are having finals. I think it's after finals where it's fair. Yeah, that's one reason. <laughs> um, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't go to college. It wouldn't make sense. Right, right, right. Top fan, Jesse. Appreciate you, Jesse, on Facebook. Along with Edwards, Brown looks like the most polished player on the team. Not sure why he's not playing more. I think he should start. Bell moved very well between Copeland, Brown, and Benny. Future Cuse looks good. And, I mean, look, I Joe was huge on Brown before he ever hit the floor in, a, in, a, in an orange uniform. And um, he's obviously a talented guy. It is Oakland. Um, it is good to get him out here. And obviously he had some good practices and coach uh, kind of alluded to that. But, you know, these are the, these are the, the times to shine, you know, the Oaklands. Yeah, I mean, with this, like, I mean, if he doesn't get the time here, doesn't do what he did to yesterday, then maybe he doesn't get any minutes come Georgetown. Which, again, we talked about it. I mean, they got some good, some good big guys. I mean, they're power forward 6'10", center 6'11", two guys that Syracuse recruited. He, he, um, he, he mentions Copeland. I mean, hasn't hit the floor much, okay? So... I'm just prefacing my next comment with that. And I'm not trying to beat him up. 11 minutes, two points, but he just missed some easy stuff, man. I don't know if it was nerves or what, but he didn't look comfortable out there at all. No, I mean, sometimes I think he tries to make too much happen, of, like flashy passes and stuff like that. I just think that in time, that'll just slow down and get a little bit, little bit easier for him. But he got you got to um, hit the floor for that, though, right? I mean, it's kind of that's, I mean, that's you my do, point. But at some point during the season, it's like, okay, these are the guys I can trust. These are the guys we got to move forward. And then maybe you know, if this guy ends up dominating in practice, you know, throughout the year, then you end up getting him in there. You know, it's not like you just let him go forever. But at some point here, we got to make a decision on on whether or not we're going to redshirt him. Or he's going to actually have like a role in the, in this team, and I think you know this is these next three games before we get into ACC play. That's really what this is. Or um, or does he does he get if he gets redshirted? Is he going to transfer? A transfer I mean, nightmare at this, at this point. Like at this point, I don't know what to do with that because we saw that and we talked about it earlier. Georgetown, pretty much every one of their main play. They're starters, Unless they're true freshman Wahab, guard, right? no, it's not even that. Unless a true freshman guard doesn't come in, then every player that is in the rotation did not play in Georgetown last year. So they got everybody from the transfer portal that is basically playing on their team. Um, I mean, it's going to happen. And as a coach, you can't sit here and worry about oh, if a player is going to leave next year because he says that he wants to do X, Y, oh, you as soon as, Oh, you know coach doesn't care about that. But that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's why at the end of the day, I don't want to have a coach that has to worry about guaranteeing minutes to people without them going to the transfer portal. I mean, I don't, I don't want that kind of player. So I the, want a player that's going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah, and that's, those are the teams that Syracuse used to have, though. When you speak long haul and you talk about not going to the transfer portal, you also talk about not trying to – test the NBA waters as well. Syracuse was always one of those teams that built and, and had the four-year players or at least three-year players. I mean, that's how, you know, no, no, when I'm you talk, saying that's all you have to do. No, I know, but we don't have, we don't even have that anymore. I feel like, I feel like it's very rare. Well, we've had, we've been doing transfers for quite some time. Yeah, no, I'm not talking Recently, about that. Yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking about, it's not the same as it used to be. When growing up watching Syracuse basketball, when you've got three, four year players that do, they play that long together and you just watch a team grow and get better. Now, every year, there's so many different faces because of the portal, because of the NBA test, the, the, the one year stuff, right? All of those things combined, it's just. But I'll tell you what. It, it, puts, a, is, it puts, us, puts teams in, in recruiting classes like Syracuse behind the ball a little bit, I feel like. When you add all those factors in, look, I know. I mean, like I said, it's it's. I would like to onesie twosie, onesie twosie the transfer portal with needs, and you know, if people want to leave, they want to leave. Um, you look at the history of the past couple of years of all these players leaving, and people. I know they were upset about Kadari, and you know some of the other guys, and Quincy, and this, this, and that. If you go and you look at some of these players, I mean, Robert Braswell, he transferred to Charlotte, and. 
he plays like the same amount of minutes he did here. Well, so did what's his name? Who was the Kadari Richmond? I mean, Kadari Richmond wasn't hasn't lit up the past two years. He starts at Seton Hall now. Yeah. Now so there was a, there was a and I got to give them their props for some of the information I'm giving them. I listened to Lockdown the other day and they were talking about the former players and transfers that that left this school and a lot of them. I mean Bryson Goodine, he's like on his third school. Quincy Garrier, remember he put his name in the in the draft from here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, then he took it out and went to Oregon last yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he did so good last year at Oregon that nobody was going to draft him, so he's back at Oregon again this year. And so like. When you look at these guys, the grass isn't guys, always greener. Exactly, and um, I don't even know if if it's the truth with Kadari. I just don't know if it was a good fit. So realistically, I'm not I'm not about just playing a player just just in case, just so they don't transfer. Sorry, not sorry. no, 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 hell no. I'm I'm not for that either. I, I mean, if they were going to transfer, then it wasn't meant to be, in my opinion. That's fine. I'm fine with it. I just think that I think we're past all of the the transfer for the fun of it thing, and now we're at the you know you get one time to transfer, so you better make it right. And the NIL, right, and all of those other little things that factor in. And I think a lot of these guys look. There's some ego to it. Some of these guys think they're better than they are, and they get well, they, they get with a they get with a with someone who's at the age where n- there's nothing short of brutal honesty. And they get upset. And, and then, you know what? They, it is what it is. I mean, and if they you don't can't, play when they're supposed to. And then, yeah, oh, well, I can just get this get-out-of-jail-free card and go yeah. somewhere else without well, sitting out. Right. I have a one-time yeah. transfer. I can go here or there or wherever one time. And, you know, they're promising me this, that, and the other or whatever. They've had their heads blown up all through high school, all through the recruiting process. And then they come here, and then they're getting yelled at by Coach Beheim so because he's, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't care. Thing. It's going to become a mess. A mess. It's going to become. I mean, I see lawsuits. I see, I mean, <laughs> there are stories all over the place of kids that were promised money that didn't get it. Oof, that's um, terrible. There's, I mean, I listened to something today. Mac Brown was sitting here talking about how, and I think he was alluding to, I forget his last name. I want to say it's. You're talking about his name's, football, want, UNC yeah, football? Yeah. I want, to say, I want to say his last name's, I want to say his name's Tony Prince, but he's a five-star corner at North Carolina that put his name in the transfer portal and, it, and allegedly is because there's I mean there's people literally calling these players up and saying hey if you come here we'll give you this I mean he said he had a lunch with one of his players that said you know are you guys are you going to come back I mean are you have you been getting calls has anyone been calling you and he just laughed and he's like there's 15 places that would take me right now but I'm not going anywhere coach like you got people calling people up and I mean there was a story today Deion Sanders Tried to get uh, one of the uh, Clemson D tackles to uh, decommit and go to Colorado. I mean, you can do that in certain aspects, but as soon as you bring the NIL and the money and everything, and you got players, you got That's people, wide just, open. you got boosters, and you got people calling players or getting a hold of players saying, "Hey, if you come here, you'll do this." And the next thing you know, they're in the transfer portal, like. I mean, it's and then they get there, and then they don't get the the money that the, the people say they're gonna. I mean, it's gonna turn into a debacle. I think it already has, but I don't think that we've seen the ramifications of of what this has created. I mean, I don't even know when the portal the portal just opened up. I feel like, and there's already like a thousand and fifty players in college football. Well, I saw a meme that was like, "Oh, I'm 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 you know third guard off the bench," and then it shows them going into the portal, and they're, now they're like. Um, fifteen hundredth now. So, so, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, that's yeah. the thing too is, is that there's not going to be seats for all these people. Well, right, and they're going to go in the portal and they're going to rot. Right, and so now all of a sudden, the team that you thought would be a better fit for you or a better team, or you're going to get some nil money, now they don't have a spot for you. Well, now you put yourself in a transfer portal. Now you've created drama with your past team. Now you got to turn around and go back to the to the team with your tail between your legs and hope that you didn't. You know, burn any bridges, bridges so that yeah. you could actually stay on that team. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just the beginning of yeah it's, this it's, mess. It's not going to be. It's not going to end well. Not great, Bob. Uh, let's continue. Let's do a couple more on Facebook. Top fan Dominic. Thank goodness they figured it out. Well, I don't know if they figured it out yet, but they definitely 
figured some things out. They definitely learned how, you know, I think we saw what coach sees a little bit more on the practice end of things. He says, uh, this defense, this is the defense they started on their run. Now, I don't know which run he's talking about, but there was an 18-0 run to end the half, and I'm going to assume it's that because I wasn't paying that much attention. Uh, Gerard Taylor, Bell, Edwards, and Najak. So, that was one of the, and I'm bringing this up because he's done a lineup before, but this was the lineup that I was looking at when I was watching the game, and I was like, man, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this, and I thought it would, um, it was, you know what? It wasn't Taylor, though. It was Gerard, Mintz, Bell, Edwards, and, and uh, a jock. And I also like uh, Mintz, Gerard, or, yeah, Mintz, Gerard, um, Brown, Edwards, and a jock. So, I don't know, man. There's so many different things you can do. Like, yeah, well, they had they had Malik in there for center because they knew that the other team was, you know, not as uh, not as tall as us. So, there was they definitely got to play around with some rotations and things like that. But like I said again, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I know there's a lot of talent, and you knew coming in that there was going to be freshmen that were going to be starting and playing, but not all six freshmen in a class is going to be in a situation to be able to help. So. You know, you got the, the people that say Copeland, and it's like, well, who are you going to take out of guard? You know, and there's, you know, Samir's barely getting any, any burn. And I wouldn't put Copeland over Samir. So, no, um, not right now. It's going to, no, not right now. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, you know, Bell's gotten a lot of burn. Uh, I still think that Benny is still holding on, but I just don't see. I'm not saying that Chris Bell shouldn't get minutes, but I really don't see a lineup where. He should be starting, you know. I, I mean, unless he's starting him to see if he's like starts hot because they, he does know how dangerous he is at three point shooting. He, he does I mean, know he, he can shoot. In, yeah, he came in saying that he was second best shooter past Joe after Joe Girard. Uh, they did you know a midnight madness type thing in Rochester and in Syracuse in which they had a three point contest at both places and Chris Bell won it. So we know he can shoot, but when we see him start every single game not get rebounds at the forward position and then miss wide open threes wide open. Like he might as well have been shooting in a three point contest. Some of those shots yesterday and he missed them. Now he didn't miss them by much, but nonetheless he missed them. Those are the times and the opportunities where if he were to hit those two and he were to go three for four, then guess what? Maybe that solidified his start against Georgetown. But I personally, and, and he just might do it just to do it. But you see, he started and only played 12 minutes. So, I think we've seen this before with Jim and, you know, he starts guys. I think that he think, like you said, I mean, sometimes he'll see if they come out and they're hot, but if they're not, they're, they're out. And if Chris Bell can't hit anything, then he don't need to be on the floor. And I mean, that's just, it just opinion. is what it is. It doesn't mean, opinion. yeah, it doesn't mean that um, he won't be back, but I mean, yeah, at some point you got to say, look, this has been plenty of chances. ACC play starts in three games and we need um, some production. So we're going to go with, X, Y, or Z. Um, all right, last one for Facebook. Top, what is? What was that? Come on, give it up for Nadal. All right, top fan, Nadal. Solid 95 points, lots of really good ball movement today, especially under the rim. Taylor only took three shots in 25 minutes, though, baffling considering his smooth stroke and that we needed uh, to develop Buddy 2.0 ASAP. Um, they were stuck at 95 points for too long for me, honestly. <laughs> I expected to hit 100 at one point. I was like, yeah, they're going to hit 100. But um, oh, anyway, yeah. it's fine. Uh, I think they're, they're what, Those they scored. They for a minute, so. Yeah, they, that's true. They did get a, they did get quite five minutes. Um, so they scored 90 against Lehigh. You get a season high, 95. I mean, you know, I'll take it. It is what it is. But you always want more when you see what you got. So, um, let's, let's ask, uh, let's ask, uh, these guys, these two guys in the green room, if, if they think real quick, I'm curious to, to know if they think Georgetown's still a rivalry, Matt and Tony, what do you think? I'm going to get set up here with Twitter real quick. I'm going to have to adjust this probably. Yep. All right. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. No, it's not what it was. Yeah. I got, I got, I got. A no and a half. Two no's. Let's call it. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Noah here. Illinois just beat the number two team in the country, so I think 
getting blown out by them on the road wasn't as bad as we all thought. Also, winning games is fun. Well, isn't that what we said, Joe? Weren't we talking about, look, it's Illinois. Why are we hitting the panic button so soon on the Illinois game? And, And I get it was frustrating to watch because it would be like an Oakland fan watching what Syracuse <laughs> did to him last night, right? So, yep. uh, it, you know, with that said, I didn't, I, I didn't, they didn't hold any water with me. I expected that game to be ugly. And, you know, those, I mean, that's, it was ugly. I thought we were going to keep it in single digits, to be perfectly honest. I guess that did was you? dummy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was always, I'm always hopeful. I'm always hopeful. But, um, you know, I just don't know. If it was realistic, but anyways, um, there we go. Is that Captain? Is that Cap in there? I think it is. He changes his stuff up too much for me to keep <laughs> up with. Yes, it is Cap. All right. Um, okay. Let's go with Cuse Lifer. As soon as I find my mouse, Cuse Lifer at Cuse Lifer fifteen. Solid game to improve chemistry. It showed athleticism of Chris Bell. I think it was perfect practice game to build confidence in these young players as we get closer to ACC play. Dunks, dunks, and more dunks. A lot of dunks. A lot of dunks. And, you know, you want to see... <laughs> you want to see... You want to see dunks, dunks, and more dunks. At Oil Qs on Twitter, are we good again? This is a constant question from this guy. No. Um, are we good again? I don't know. Uh, should I get when my hopes up? Good? No. Are we good again? I don't know if we're good yet. Okay. Should I get my hopes up? No. Let me know if we're good, Sean. I, I'm not sure, Cap. I'm not sure. I love... We're okay <laughs> with an arrow on the rise. Yeah, a green arrow. Like my yeah. fantasy football players. You get the green there arrow, you you're like, starting. Okay. Um, oh, you go by that? I, I go by whoever's projected to give me the most points. I it, wish the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what? Dunkin' Donuts should have been. The Dunkin' Donut Dome? Of the, dump, the Dunkin' Donut Dome. I agree. The JMA Wireless Dome just doesn't roll That's off the just, tongue like the Dunkin' Donut Dome. Dunkin' Donut Dome with the Dunkin'. <laughs> you got Dunkin' in there with coffee and donuts. And you got dunks out on the court. So after halftime, right. after halftime, you serve you serve coffee, so everybody right. can drive home. Yeah, right. Brilliant, man. I think we're Sorry. onto something. Sorry, JMA, we're coming for you. Yeah, what is a JMA anyway? Um, here's here's a little here's a little shout out to uh, at Dave T, two oh nine. First game I was able to attend in a few years. 30-point win in early December. It's like old times. And like I never left. Yes. So, yeah, just like old times. That's that's exactly right because it's been a couple years since we've had a bunch of – well, we get cupcakes, but we're, it's not like it used to be, let's be honest. So um, <laughs> here's one for you. I love some of the sarcasm from the regulars, by the way. I can't help myself. Huh? Are you in – oh, the green room? No, uh, Tony. Uh, at Keller – Oh one oh three. We didn't score hundred points. Fire Bayheim. I agree. You know what? You can't put a hundred up on Oakland. It's time for him to go, Joe. That's it. Okay. I've been on the Bayheim train for far too long, but that does it for me. I'm done. Like I said, they were stuck on ninety five for far too long. What excuse is there for that? Stop it. Give me an excuse. Give me a reason. There you was can't. Walk-ons. You can't. So what? They should walk on the court and score. That's what they should do. Mm, I don't think that's what that means. That's <laughs> 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 not, not what that means. Oh man, that's pretty I'm much it. Paying for school, you know what at, I mean? I just I don't. At Saltine Warrior says um, Oakland. Yeah, I, we know it's Oakland. We know. I get it, but. It's not what you look at. It's not what we concentrate on in those okay, games. But can we get something better than and that? And by the way, I think I know who this is. At Joe's Mom 44. He says he or, well, she, I guess, right? Joe's Mom. This your mom, Joe? Um, no. Uh, I don't think so. Sh- she says nice win, but I- I'm almost positive that that's a guy. And I am almost positive I know who it is. And you're almost positive so, he's making fun of me? Almost positive. He's making fun of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Um, huh? My mom follows. She does on Facebook. Your mom's not on Twitter, though. No. She get her on Twitter. She's not an idiot. Oh, true. I mean, Facebook's not much better, though. What's going on in the green room? <sighs> oh, I don't know. Um, okay. They were coming up with uh, Look- acronyms. What JMA meant. Oh, okay. We won't get into. Okay, yeah, I figured. I figured. Download the app in your iOS or Android stores. Get signed up. It only takes a username and a password, by the way, and an email address. Sorry. Three things. All right? Follow us at QSmosha. Sign up for notifications. Get notified when we go live. You can join these fools. You can join all of these fools in the green room. And look, you can even talk if you want. But hey. Um, yes, follow Joe's mom. Do I follow Joe's mom? Do we follow Joe's mom? Let's see. She would call the cops on you if you don't. I do. Of course I follow Joe's. Wait, no, hold on a second. I don't. Here we go. Giving Joe's mom a follower. I think they're up to two now. You're a creep. Nope, they're up to one. I'm the first one. I think I know who it is. No one likes my mom. Huh? I like your mom. I just followed her. She threw a 44 in on the end of it, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think it's you. Uh, I think Anthony Anthony wants to know if your mom's hot, Joe. She's older now. She's a good-looking lady, though. Joe, is your mom hot? That was Matt. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Joe's mom. Joe, you're, when I was in Pine Grove, your mom was what? She worked in the office, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I thought. I remember that. I She's 62, so. man. I know, well, both of our parents, well, my mom's 64. By the way, speaking of that, 644 to go, Georgetown is beating Siena 62-56. Okay, well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, but Cook Cook just got an offensive rebound. Uh, Cap, we get, uh, Cap uh, they're asking for digits, Joe. Oh I'm going to let you, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to let you in. <laughs> oh, oh boy! All right, nine one one. Look, as for Joe's mom, forty-four. So we got more fan feedback. No, that's it. That's it. No. We're done. We're done. Boys, We're in done. The, in the room, y'all want to talk about something? You guys got anything? Oh yeah! If you guys want to get yeah. on stuff, you got to do it earlier than what you've been too, because we got to go. Uh, we love you. We love you all for listening. We love you all for coming in the green room. We love you all for your fan feedback. Honestly, truly, we do. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. <laughs>